Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20 20, 20 ready to get 20 20, ready to get 15 15, 15 15, just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Aspie Tribe podcast. This is episode number 11. This is Ryan. Um, Okay, we're in the double digits now. Here we go. Um, Trying to stick with what I said about trying about uh, uh, doing this once a week. So, God, I already want to erase this and start over because I feel like I'm stumbling (laughs) right off the line, stumbling. But you know, whatever. It's part of life. Um, Yeah, I want to do this every week. So, uh, um, even if they're short and they're just some thoughts. If you're new to the podcast, the, the, the idea is this. It's uh, My name's Ryan, and I'm, and I'm 43 years old, and I have led a very interesting and at times very difficult life. I have struggled with many, many things in life, my whole life, and have long suspected that I was perhaps on the autism spectrum, but for various reasons didn't fully uh, seek out a diagnosis or embrace it or or whatever Um, a lot of those reasons had a lot to do with fear um, or or just insecurities or or trying so hard to be normal and fit in and feeling like I I should be able to figure out my problems on my own and all this other stuff and then last year I last winter I got to a point in my life where I just realized that no I've got to look at this honestly because certain things I'm just I keep doing or keep experiencing and then I don't learn from or I'm not able to change or like you know when you like have an experience with somebody and then it goes negative and you go oh let me learn from that and then I won't do that again and then it happens again or like 
you know, maybe you get taken advantage of and you go, you know, that expression like fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. Well, I'm like at like fool me 17 times. I just keep being fooled. I just don't know how to not be. And everyone's like, well, you got to just do this and do that and get things in writing and don't trust people and blah, blah, blah. But I just don't know how because I, I'm always like just super honest with my intentions and the way when I have conversations with people, you know, I'm just like, hey, this is what I'm thinking and expect the same. And then I just like it happens again and again. Um, and then other things happen too, like getting, uh, having, you know, some relationship problems and problems with work and financial problems and all this stuff. So I finally, uh, you know, when I turned 43 last February, after a really difficult couple years, I finally just said, okay, I've got to like really look at this honestly. And so I, and then when I, when I, um, started looking at it and going, okay, what does this look like to be a 43-year-old man uh, with autism undiagnosed or, or seeking diagnosis at that age and then starting to do the research and look at whatever information I could find online and books and everything. And I found that there wasn't really a lot of information out there. It seems like the, con- you know, the conversation about autism is always focused on children. And the more I read and and the more I looked at things, I realized there were more of us out there, that there were more people like me who in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, etc., um, discovering, realizing, coming to terms with their lives in a new light um, with autism. And so that's why I decided to start this podcast so if you're new to it welcome this is what it's about it's I wanted to document my journey with this in the hopes that it would help others Um, I think every person who goes down this path and can document a little bit of it it leaves a little bit more light for someone else to come down the path so they can see it a little more clearly and help them along And there's a couple things that really helped me. Um, And I wanted to document this process. I've also, when I I found an autism support group called LAST, London Autistic Standing Together, and that was great. And then I went to that meeting with the, and and I, I haven't been able to go a lot just because of, unfortunately, my work schedule, but... I discovered that there were other people. I had some great conversations there with other people who went through this in their, you know, 30s and 40s and learned a lot. And so now here I am, um, eight, ten months into this process. I got some news, I guess, right now I'm pretty excited about. There's a, 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 a clinic or an office or whatever you want to call it in Guelph with... Um, um, you know, doctors and, and such there who specialize in uh, ASD and ADHD. So I've just been, I found them and somebody posted about them in one of the Facebook groups I'm in. So I contacted them and I've been in touch with someone there uh, via email over the last few days. 
so I'm setting up in this process of setting up an appointment there I think it's going to be in January and it's a series of three appointments for like assessment and diagnosis so that's kind of interesting that's like fun I'll I'll I'll, I'll um, bring you all along on that journey uh, what else is happening it's a frustrating process as a lot of you know there's you know going to the first time I mentioned it to my my family doctor and he's like well why do you feel that way and I listed off a few things and I think his exact words were well everyone feels like that sometimes so I knew I wasn't getting anywhere with him but I also went into that conversation being mentally prepared for that response uh, and I, w- I then went made an appointment a private appointment with a psychologist and um, spoke to her and it didn't really go like I, I was kind of what I expected because I, I was kind of warned by some articles I read and a book I'd read to sort of expect that hey if you're an adult and you've gone your whole life without a diagnosis and you've been you've spent your whole life masking and, and trying to appear normal then guess what like when you go to talk to somebody you're going to just appear pretty normal so I, I think she immediately like like uh, talking to her like was was pretty convinced of my ADHD but the autism side was she said some things like well you know you don't you don't speak in a monotone voice and you're making eye contact with me and these kinds of things and and all and you have tattoos <laughs> so you you know no one autistic has tattoos which I talked to about the group later and like half of them have tattoos a lot of autistic people have tattoos um, and then the eye contact thing I you know talked to her about that and explained the that you know that's always been a struggle for me and I essentially am like running like a conscious program in my head whenever I'm talking to people that is like okay look at them now okay look away okay look at them okay look away now okay look back look away now okay am I looking at them enough am I looking away too much am I looking at them too much am I staring which direction am I looking away am I always looking away in the same direction should I change that should I look away should I look up should I look down should I look right should I look left oh now I have now I've been thinking about this too much so I haven't been looking at them now I gotta look back at them okay since I was looking away for so long that time do I need to look directly at them for a longer period this time to make up for it or do I just try to get back into the normal rhythm I had established okay look away now okay look back like this whole thing conversation I'm having in my head when I talk to people and it's like you know explaining that anyway it's just funny it's like these little programs I talked to you know explaining this to people like you have these little it's like these little apps you develop in your brain to like try to appear normal like mimicking body language you know all this weird shit but anyway, back to the story that that didn't. I I saw her and, and she's like, well, you know, we can set another appointment. And and I just was like, I don't want to talk to this person again. I just didn't feel like I, it was gonna get anywhere, or I just didn't get a great vibe from her from the beginning. Even when I first made my appointment and then I showed up and they didn't 
have my appointment on the book and it was kind of stressful and I just anyway it is what it is I want to reiterate because I've talked about this a couple times but I want to reiterate that when I talk about this stuff I am not in any way saying or trying to say anything bad about these people because you know everybody's awesome and everybody's trying to do their best and everybody they're both I love my family doctor like he's awesome and this psychologist I'm sure is amazing but just it it, it wasn't right for me in this situation and, and the same thing with my family doctor like he's awesome and I absolutely think he's great but I just don't think he's necessarily trained or experienced in like in you know like autism in adults it's just not something that he's familiar with he's also a new doctor to me like I've only seen him two or three times he just became my doctor so this isn't somebody I've dealt with my whole life or anything so it's you know it's not uh, I don't know what what I'm trying to say it's not uh, like I've known him a long time or he's had time to see a lot of things or so I don't know it is what it is but anyway, I'm, I'm in this process now of making these appointments for this other place. I'm excited about that. It's going to cost, I think, 500 bucks or something, which is money I don't really have to spend. But at the same time, I, I, I feel like it's just going to be a really good thing. So I want to do it. Um... Yeah, so that's that. I'll, I'll keep you guys up to speed on what's going on with that. It'll be another, well, a few months, I guess. But when I get in there, I'll, I'll tell you how it goes. Um, I also wanted to talk about... I just finished watching the show Atypical. Which some of you might have seen. It's on Netflix. It's a pretty cool show. I just binged like all three seasons and in like a week just watching a couple of day like when I'm falling asleep or something or when I'm doing dishes something like that but yeah pretty cool show uh, it's about like a, this family there's mom dad and two teenage kids and there's a daughter and a son and the, the son ha- is you know high functioning autism and goes to school and the sister helps him and you know, just all this cool stuff, all this stuff going on in their lives. It's a really neat show. It's been kind of emotional watching it. Like, I'm a dad too, and I, I, you know, I'm in a relationship, and so I kind of had a few realizations, and, and one of them is like, when you're somebody, and you're like trying to figure out, like dealing with your autism, it's like you still have all that regular life shit you have to deal with too, like you're a partner with somebody and you've got a household and you've got a child and you've got to be a parent and you got to make lunch and drive your kid to school and and figure out who if you paid the hydro bill and 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 all this other stuff and you got to fix the roof like you have all this regular shit you're dealing with like everyone else is but you're also dealing with the fact that you're autistic so it's like a whole other and then trying to deal with all those things while being autistic it's just a really I had this realization because I was watching this show and there's this part of me that's like 
really relating to this kid. Uh, Sam is his name in the show, you know, and he's a teenager, he's in high school, and I'm relating to, like, what he's going through, a lot of it is just like, oh, wow, okay, like, he's going through just all the stuff that a high school kid goes through, and an autistic high school kid goes through, and then all these things that I went through, but at the time, like, things in the show that he deals with that, that I can relate to from when I was that age... But at the time, I was hiding all of it. Like, I was... So there's that. Like, watching that show. Watch, you know, relating to the kid. But then I'm also relating to the parents of, like, just all the shit they're going through. Of, like, having a kid and the relationship stress. and Because I'm, you know, have all of that, too. Like, with, with you know, trying to... Trying to be a good parent and trying to be in a relationship. And, you know, you've got financial issues and and keeping up with the house and renovations and chores and just all this organizational shit that I'm terrible at and that I struggle with and that is really hard um so I had that kind of realization that like yeah you know like there's there's you might you can be autistic but you can still relate to the non-autistic characters in, in just the real life shit that they're dealing with and have that emotional response but then also watching the show and like relating to the the kid who is autistic and watching that and just kind of going like 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 I, I you know I cried a few times it's just like watching some of the stuff he went through and part of me was kind of like has these feelings of well like part of it's like reliving some trauma like like reliving a little bit of uh, uh, childhood trauma that's brought up a few things and it made me really kind of emotionally raw the last week or the last few days uh which i've been i've been very been very aware of and i've kind of got some like raw nerves about it and then also like a little bit of i see this show where this kid his parents know he's autistic because he was diagnosed when he was four and like yes they've struggled but they like he's had support his sister helps him out at school like, you know, and, and he's got like a, a, a therapist or a counselor that he sees and he talks to. And he's got like a, a best buddy that knows he's autistic that's helping him out. And it's like you watch all this and, and he's got these like cool special interests he's into like Antarctica and stuff. And anyway, you watch all this and then it, like for me, I, so there's this part of me that's kind of has this was feeling a little bit like I wonder what it would have been like for me at that age or just in childhood in general like if my autism had been identified earlier and and like and I had support and my family had support in ways that I think I can only assume people do now because they're diagnosing kids and there's like support in the schools and this and that and you know it's like they even in the third season he you know he goes to university or goes to college or university or something and they even talk about like you know certain things like there's a support group at the school where there's a room he can go to and and like other people there that are autistic or whatever it's it's just all these things it's like it brings up a lot of emotion and a lot of this part of me just kind of and I don't want to dwell on it because I'm really not into that but but at the same time it's been you know, I can't help but think about it a little bit of like what sort of being 
reliving some of this trauma, watching this kid go through this stuff, but also being like happy that he's got these supports. And then also sort of sad that in my day, all those things were, I had to like hide them or just feeling also too, like, I remember just being told that I was being dramatic or I was overreacting to things or, you know, like if, if I was getting over, over, overwhelmed with something or like, you know, like just my senses were freaking out and I was just kind of having a meltdown and then, or, you know, something was happening or an emotional outburst or something and just being told like, oh, you're just being dramatic and you're always so, you always overreact to things and you're always so dramatic and you just want attention and, and all this stuff. And I just, I remember at the time just thinking like, I'm not doing this on purpose, but you're, you, people are, you're telling me I'm just being dramatic, but I'm not trying to get attention. I actually don't want attention. I just don't want to feel the way I'm feeling in that moment, you know, or like people, yeah, like thinking you're just trying to get attention or you just, you know, I don't know, just weird shit or like. I used to play alone all the time for hours and hours and just like, I don't know. It's just watching this stuff just brings up a lot of stuff. Like, you know, I probably need to get a therapist to talk to. Um, Oh, which reminds me, actually, I did see, see, see um, a a guy. I don't know if I call him a therapist or a counselor or something, but I did find somebody that actually my partner uh, met through her work and, I've gone to see him once and it was awesome and he's not like someone that's like officially going to diagnose me or anything but I'm going to start seeing him regularly like once or twice a month just to have someone to talk to. He also um, has some experience with with ASD so I think that's going to be helpful. Our first conversation was great. Fuck I'm going on a I'm going on like different directions in this in this talk. <laughs> this is <laughs> it makes me laugh because it's like uh, a thing I heard somebody talk about is when you have um, ASD and ADHD because the ASD wants to just talk about one thing forever, but the ADHD wants to keep bouncing around. So then <laughs> you're like they're fighting each other in your mind while you're speaking. So that kind of feels like it's happening. But uh, anyway, back to the show. Yeah, just back to that idea. Like, it's been kind of neat watching it and feeling like um, having some of these thoughts of, like, uh, just remembering. And, and, And some of these sort of painful, like, not being able to handle things. Just, like being overwhelmed by everything and like like I used to walk around all the time with headphones on and no music playing just so I didn't have to hear all the noise and also so people wouldn't talk to me you know shit like that and and, and just being in school just not you know not being able to really make friends like I had a couple here and there but like a couple close friends but and I had like groups of people I hung out with but I never really made close connections in those groups. Uh, and I was just thinking about, like, this is, sounds maybe weird, but, like, one of the reasons, I, I like, I smoked cigarettes for a long time, and it was, like, a, there was a social part of that. Uh, also, obviously, like, a chemical part of that, because 
uh, it, it helps certain types of brains. But also, I remember, like, like for instance, being at, like, a house party. And I would just, like, bounce around the party, not really connecting to anyone, not really being part of any conversation. Like, I'd walk into a room, and then I'd just stand there, and people would be talking, and then I'd feel awkward. And then I'd leave the room and go into the next room, and there'd be people sitting around, and they're talking. And I'd sort of, like, sit there for a minute and kind of listen and maybe say something, but, like, feel awkward. And then I'd get up and leave. And, like, something about, like, smoking would give you that excuse because you'd be, like... Because, like, to just get up and leave is sort of awkward. So I'd just be, like, oh, I'm going to go have a cigarette and then get up and walk out. And that would give me, like, an excuse to leave because I just felt awkward anyway. And then I'd walk into the next room and there'd be people in there talking. And then I'd sort of stand there and, and, you know... um, it's, it's just funny thinking about like I'd go to these parties and if you asked anybody they'd be like oh yeah Ryan like yeah he was at the party but like I didn't really connect with anybody the whole night I just would like bounce around from room to room and like have all these like mini conversations just sort of making appearance making an appearance and like trying to like figure something out socially but like never really been able to do it you know um, and then eventually just leaving (laughs) you know like fuck but anyway cool show uh i really like it uh it it came up somebody i know posted about it on facebook and asked if i'd seen it and uh i hadn't so i started watching it i think it does a pretty cool job like it's i think like any tv show it's like they've there's a lot of characters and they're trying to push all their individual plot lines forward and sometimes those plot lines don't feel very realistic or it's like the timelines are sped up like something happens in the span of a month or two that in real life would have taken six months or a year like things like that but but it's a tv show and that's the way they have to do it but i i i i do think it's really well done i i find the the portrayal of sam to be pretty cool um you know accurate in in ways that I I can understand and and, and he has other aspects of his character that I I don't relate to but in in a lot of them I do Um, but you know that old saying if you've met one autistic person you've met one autistic person we're not all the same so it's not like that one character is going to define everybody uh, on the spectrum but I think it does a cool job Um, there's a lot of love on the show the characters are deep like the Sam's sister is really cool Casey on the show and her her plot line is cool and the parents all the stuff they're going through it's really neat and it's Jennifer Jason Lee and and um Michael Rappaport is the parents so that's awesome because I love both of them obviously so yeah it's, it's really a cool show it, it's well done it's well written I think I think they do a good job and, and it's you know uh I'd say like pretty accurate in a lot of ways uh, the characters feel very real. Sam feels very real. Um, I really love his friendship with Zahid, his his best buddy. I think that is just beautiful. It, it's certainly made me cry a few times. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's a good show. I recommend it. I'd, I'd like to, I'd, you know, I'd love to hear what you think about it if you check it out. Um, and yeah, what else is going on? I don't know. It's, it's got me thinking too about I think because there was a conversation you know I think I posted something on my Facebook about like what what uh, what movie and TV characters 
do you know that are, are on the autism spectrum? I mean, obviously, everybody knows Rain Man because that's like probably the most famous one. Um, and then there's, you know, people talk about Sheldon Cooper from Big Bang Theory. I don't watch that show anymore. Like, I, I watched the first couple seasons. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I've just kind of fallen out of watching it. Um, does he... Do they ever say on the show that he is on the autism spectrum? Or is it just sort of assumed? Because everyone talks about it and talks about that character, uh, you know. And, I mean, obviously, like, I, I, I think it's pretty obvious that he is. But I'm just curious if they ever actually say it on the show and acknowledge it. Uh, or if we just all, you know, just, just know it. Um, and then, you know, what other characters, uh, you know, in movies and shows. There's another one. Um, there's a movie called Mozart and the Whale that I like. Uh, and that's with Josh Hartnett and Rada Mitchell. Um, I've watched that. I remember watching that, God, like 10 years ago. I mean, this is how long this has been going on. This is how long I've suspected this about myself. Because I remember just 10 years ago, I was working at this bar in Toronto. And on my nights off, I'd be so zapped from working in the bar that I'd have like almost no ability to talk to people. So I would just watch, just lay in my bed and watch movies on my days off. And I remember, like, I would walk down the street to this movie store this rental place that would have these like bins of old rental movies that they would sell for like a buck or two each or something. And I remember picking up that movie in the bin. I don't know what it was, two bucks or four, five bucks, whatever it was, is these cheap movies. And I flipped over and read it and just was like, huh. And I brought it home and watched it and like, yeah, it's a movie and it's got whatever it's, you know, movies are movies, but something about it just stuck with me and these characters and just and I and it's like even like years later when I moved and I had like I don't know I must have had a hundred or two hundred DVDs because I would just always buy these like two dollar DVDs from these bins and watch them and when I moved I got rid of all my DVDs except for maybe about like five and that was one of them that I just kept I just knew I was going to want to watch it more and I something about that movie and the characters I just related to and I wanted to keep with me so anyway if you haven't seen that check it out it's worth watching uh, yeah and I'm curious if there are any other characters out there in, in movies or TV shows that are on the spectrum that that you know about that you like um, yeah and I guess that's probably about it for me today this week um I'm trying to get some more interviews lined up. I, I, I really would love this podcast to be like 90% of them to be just these long-form conversations I want to have with people. I want to talk to you. If you're out there and you're an adult and you have autism and you either diagnose as a kid and you're now you're an adult or diagnosed as an adult or you suspect you have autism and you're going through that diagnosis process or whatever, like I want to talk to you. These conversations, I think, is is where the best stuff is going to happen. And, and and the ones that we've had so far have just been really cool. And it, 
it's like and that's the reason I changed the name of this podcast to Aspie Tribe because I have this feeling like like I am finding my tribe like I talk to other autistic adults and I'm like yes yes you're me I'm you like I we get I finally have like somebody like people I talk to that understand so all this weird shit that's been happening in my brain my whole life that I've just felt like a freak because I'm like all this weird stuff you just go through life trying to like act normal but you have all these weird thoughts and things you're trying to do to like fit in and be normal and all this stuff and then you just kind of go no I can't do that anymore and then you you start looking out into the world and having these conversations and there's more of you go oh my god there's more of us like it's not just me I'm not like I just I literally just sometimes used to think I was crazy I'm like I'm just a crazy person like I'm just nuts and I was like I don't know what's gonna happen in my me and my life if I'm just crazy like am I gonna get more crazy and what's gonna happen it would terrify me to think about but now I just go oh no it's it's fucking autism and there's more of us out there and the more I have conversations with you all the more um I'm gonna learn and you're hopefully other people will learn and like I said will help light the path for the ones other ones so that's what I hope I want to talk to more of you so please I know it's like weird because it's like we're not <laughs> like if you're out there and you are autistic and you maybe you, you don't want to talk on a con like on a recorded call for a podcast like maybe that's terrifying I don't know but here's what I'll promise I will do my best to make it uh as non-stressful as possible um and if at any point during you're like this isn't working I don't want to do it that's fine and I will never post anything without your permission so even if we record an hour and then you the next day you're like I changed my mind I don't want you to post that I won't post it okay so just know that um and then oh man I'm all over the place today but just one more thing I've realized too is like I've been I was looking over the DSM again and like the criteria for autism because I'm trying to like make some notes because I want to when I go into this assessment like I want to have some notes down and like things written down because I just feel like it's really easy to just get all flustered and forget what you meant to say and the other thing that happens to me a lot in conversations is I I can just easily get really convinced of what the other person's telling me because there's this sort of like agreeable thing this like you know and I think it's from a lifetime of like trying to fit in and trying to be normal and like you just someone says something you just go along with it like oh okay yeah and then like I could walk into a conversation like knowing a specific thing I need to talk about and I'll come out of that conversation and that other person's convinced me of the exact opposite of what I went into it knowing and then like an hour or two or a day or two later I'm like what the fuck happened in there like you know it just happened so I think I want to go into it like with things written down so I was looking at the DSM again and, and looking at the criteria and another thing I just reading it I really realized is like um you know, I, I got to figure out, um, some supports. I am 43. 
If it wasn't for my family multiple times throughout my life, bailing me out of situations or taking care of me or helping me out or letting me live with them for periods of time or helping me move or paying my rent sometimes or lending me money or giving me money or bailing me out of bad situations, like I would be homeless on the street multiple times over. And I realized like every time this stuff happens, I would just kind of think, Oh, well, it's just, it's just the situation. It's just a bad situation. Like, it's going to get better and blah, blah, blah. But, like, I realized reading that thing today, I'm like, no, this is just actually, I am, there are just certain parts of life I'm just not good at, I'm not functional in, and that I'm going to need support with. And it's another reason for seeking a diagnosis is, like, I want to find out if there are actual supports out there available from, like, the medical community or something or, like, our healthcare system or our, 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 our like uh, social work system or all this other stuff because I just don't know how I'm going to function without some without support and you know I don't want to keep relying on my family in, in ways that are going to be continue to be stressful or, or unfair or, or I always feel bad like I'm taking advantage but I'm not trying to I just end up always like in fucked up scenarios uh, of my own making, but I, I don't know, ever know how I got there, I just end up there, and other shit like that, or just having, like, so many times in my life where I would just have, uh, like, meltdowns and shutdowns, where I would just have to, like, have to, like, leave a job or something with, without any money saved up or any plan, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, you still gotta pay rent and bills, and but it's, like, just shit gets overwhelming, you know, so I don't know, just so much to think about, so much to deal with, this has been just kind of stream of consciousness today, I guess, I mean, I knew I had a few things I wanted to talk about, but, um, I don't know, I don't know if this is even interesting to listen to, I can't imagine it is in any way, just some guy in his car rambling on, but, uh, I don't know what else to say right now, um, it is what it is, so, I guess I'm going to let it go for now. I'm going to stop. Um, I want to, you know, thanks. Thanks if you're listening. I really want to talk to some of you out there. So I'm going to try to set up more interviews. And um, yeah, hit me on social media. Instagram and Facebook at Aspie Tribe. A-S-P-I-E Tribe. And I'm also um, working on, i got a YouTube page get that going too soon but uh anyway um i love you all thanks for listening and let's talk soon okay so peace love and ask bye bye